0: Welcome to Unashamed Unafraid, a show unashamed about sexual addiction recovery and unafraid of coming into Christ for healing.
1: Where we talk about real recovery stories, answer anonymous questions with experts, and share resources that actually work. I'm your host, Steve. And I'm your co-host, James. And we are Unashamed Unafraid.
0: Don't mind me, guys. I'm just reading this really great book.
1: What book is that, Steve?
0: Oh, it's, um, I, I just found it. Uh, My Body is a Gift from God by Sherry Adam Christensen. She's some therapist who I think knows how to talk to kids about sex. Awesome. We should have her on the show. That would be a great idea because we get this question all the time. How do you talk to kids? So um, if you are a longtime unashamed follower, we actually had Sherry on before for a anonymous Q&A um, with my wife and and Christy was on with us and it was a cool episode. Um, and so not only were we like, we need to have Sherry on for this episode, but then how many questions have we gotten from people about how to talk to kids? All the time. Lots. All the time. So we talked about how, when we did a post, uh, with Dr. Moore on shame, we were like ashamed (laughs) that it was like three years later that we did a post about actually talking about shame. Um, this is one of those we're ashamed about. So, um, We're sorry. That's probably all we really have to say. We're sorry that we have not done this post earlier about how to talk to kids about sex, how to talk to your kids about sex. And, um, you know, we also brought some of our sins to the table in this episode. So James and Chris, my kids are pretty young, so not a ton of things have happened yet, but uh, you both were pretty transparent about some of the ways that you've parented this. Some Some things I sucked at. And some things you guys good. did well. Yeah. So a little bit of both. So we kind of have the two of you kind of guinea picking this, but um the amount of information, like quality top notch. Oh yeah. Like there wasn't gold nuggets in this sucker, there was gold bars.
1: <laughs> the whole episode is a gold bar.
0: Y'all are going to love it. So when you so sometimes listening to audiobooks and podcasts, you know how you speed up the time? To be like, I get what they're saying. I want to hear yeah. it. This is the one you
1: slow down the time.
0: This is the one you slow down the time. Yeah. Because there's so much to get in. So we want to do like 20 more episodes with Sherry to talk about doing this. Yeah. Um, and so great therapist too, by the way. We, we were uh, randomly at lunch with a guy a couple weeks ago. And we're like, how's it going? And he's like, I've had some bad therapists. And he's like, the therapist I have now is incredible. And we're like, oh, well, like, do you tell who is this magical therapist that we need to meet? It's Sherry.
1: <laughs> of course. Well, and you know, Steve, this is important, you know, for us to hear and for the, for our listeners to hear, because I know that had I been able to have these conversations with my parents, I might not have struggled and fallen into the traps that I did sexually around Or at least it could have gone a lot better. Yes. There could have been... It would have been great to have a resource as as a young man.
0: Yeah, no, it could, have, it could have changed the game. That's for sure. We hear that that regret often, right? People want to change that. So um, excellent episode. Um, we hope to take the time. Uh, again, as we tell everyone, if you have... Any questions that you want to ask a follow-up, you can submit anonymous question. Um, We'll get experts to come on and answer it, like Sherry to come on and answer it with us. Um, If you have a great recovery story, we want to hear about it. So send us an email. Tell us you can follow us, uh, social media, at Unashamed Unafraid. Give us five stars on iTunes if you're enjoying this. That really helps us out. That's how the world judges us. Dun, dun, dun. So help us there. Thanks for listening. We're glad you're here, and we hope you enjoy this time with Sherry, learning about how to talk to our kids about sex.
1: Steve, you're digging the music just a little too much right now.
0: Always. I mean, always. We all are. We're all bobbing yeah. our head. You know? like, yeah, okay. this so it feels right. Hey, it feels so, good. So I want to give a shout out right now, before we jump into this, to uh, my boy Matt at Family Home Hip Hop. Check that out. He's tracking all the Christian stuff. So he runs yep. to EFY at BYU. And is trying to get them all converted to christian hip-hop so i just freaking love the guy <laughs> nice. i'll tell you someone else that i love who we have sitting here in the studio with us is the sherry christensen yep.
1: thank you to be you. back with you again it's
0: so good to be back so we did a QA episode back in the day mm-hmm. i say back in the day because we were sitting here with jason and Jason's like, "Oh, Sherry, nice to meet you." I'm like, "Dude, what are you talking about?" I'm like, "Sherry's been here, man. She's in the fam. She's unashamed." She's he's like, "I we actually recorded this episode um, back when I was doing it on two Yeti mics, and the audio was marginal at best." Um, <laughs> yeah. And so I, you know, I thought maybe that Sherry would be like, "Dude, these guys are backwater. I'm not going on that." I didn't think we'd get such a big deal again, but we have you back here.
2: Oh, thanks, thanks. It's just fun.
0: So, if someone's been living under a rock and doesn't know who you are, tell us about you.
2: Oh, boy. Um, I am a therapist. I work at Addo Recovery in Linden, Utah, mm-hmm. and Lakewood Family Therapy in uh, Taylorsville, Utah. I also have a website, and I do um, online uh, live courses for betrayal trauma, um, for betrayal trauma boundaries. Um for just general betrayal trauma healing I'm working on some emotional uh, emotional trauma and uh, boundary courses that are more general right now as well as um, courses on teaching your kids about healthy sexuality
0: Mm -hmm.
2: so and the website is it's just my name sherryachristiansen.com
0: which we will link in the description and in the podcast post episode post blog post I'll get there. I promise. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you've only been doing it since 2016. Yeah. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> Shame me.
2: Unashamed. Ashamed.
0: Unashamed. Un-, un-, un, Chris, get the un back in there. <laughs> so, um, I have this neat book in, in front of me here. So my body's a gift from God, uh, written by, Oh, imagine that Sherry Christensen. So, Indeed. um, We're gonna talk about the book a little bit and and in a larger scope what we want we wanna talk about is we get the question all the time, how do we talk to kids? From concerned parents, hey, how do we talk? Great that you're sharing all these adult stories and stuff. But how do I talk to the kids, right? Or we have mm-hmm. couples we've talked about sharing their story, and they go, "Well, I don't want my kids to hear it. I'm not sure how my my kids will receive it, or what if they hear this." Mm-hmm. So we get this question all the time. James, you had someone approach you like directly with this question recently.
1: Yeah, absolutely, I've got the text right here. It just says, um, "I keep thinking about our boys. They're teenagers, and I don't want to be naive, but I do want to talk to." them more about this, not to scare them, but to help them. I know that this is such a real thing and addiction in any form is so difficult." So, they want, you know, how can, how do I have this conversation, basically, is what she's asking. So, um,
0: first off, tell us about the book.
2: Okay, so, the book's called My Body is a Gift from God, Introducing Conversations to Safeguard Children and it's available on Amazon. And basically what it does is it goes through all of the areas of healthy sexuality for young children, excluding the names of body parts, because some parents still have a issue with that being in print. So you as a parent get to decide when you're going to introduce that to your child. But other than that, it covers all the areas of healthy sexuality. For young children. Young meaning
0: like, give me an age range.
2: um, So, up until you're going to start talking to them. So, around the age of eight, every child's going to be a little bit different what they're ready for, what they're wanting to know. Uh, But around the age of eight is around when you're going to start introducing more detailed conversations about how. Babies are made and all of those kinds of more detailed conversations. So this is going to cover the ages before that. And Mm -hmm. that's what's so fabulous is because you're getting, you're starting these conversations as soon as they can, um, as soon as you start reading any kind of book to them. So you're starting these healthy sexuality conversations when they're two. And besides just covering all of that information, you're also, it's also covering all of the, um, really hard topics. Like this introduces every page is designed to be, um, a conversation starter. So you can have hundreds of conversations based on every single page in this book. So it's about you as a parent and your value system. My values are pretty awesome but they're not your <laughs> values as a parent necessarily. right? And so every right. page is designed to start a conversation where you talk with your child about these different subjects and then they have buy-in, which creates this family structure around values um, and what your family decides is important about any one particular topic. Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. Every page, also the book's designed to grow with the age and stage of the child. So I even have parents with teenagers that will use this book. Um, you know, and you can kind of use it under the guise of like, oh, we're gonna read to the younger kids, but it's designed so that it um, it's general enough to go with whatever the child is experiencing at any particular time. So, like on one page, it's talking about. Um, let me see if I can flip to it really quick. Um, talking about respectful, um, speaking respectfully about bodies, for example. Mm-hmm. And so um, with a two-year-old or a four-year-old, you might be talking about potty talk. You know, I'm putting that in quotation marks. Um, air quotes for yes, yes, air quotes. Thank you. Um, but with a teenager, you might be talking about what was going on in the locker room. Right. So it's designed to go with what their current experiences are and what they're going through. And then it also goes through and starts these conversations about all kinds of other topics like pornography, uh, like uh, sexual abuse, um, like body image, all of these other mm-hmm. kinds of things that are we look at those topics and we think, that's that's so scary. I don't even know how to start talking to my teenager, let alone my two-year-old about it. But then it. we look at the statistics and yes, they're scary. They are. They're so scary. And they need to have this support and this um, background of having these conversations with their parents instead of Google, which is... As you know, statistically, yeah, statistically, Google is the most um, common place for kids to get this kind of information, and we don't want them to get that there we, we do not <laughs> you do not want whatever
0: your value system is yes
2: <laughs> this is not you the do not want your place. kids
0: to get yeah, absolutely, Yes, absolutely yes you
2: want them to be getting it from you where you're getting because again kids brains prefrontal cortex it's not fully developed until you're in your early to mid 20s so they don't even their brains aren't fully developed they're not even capable of having of processing. The things mm-hmm. that they get exposed to or processing a lot of this stuff. So having these conversations where they they feel safe enough to bounce these ideas off of their parents and have these conversations, it's critical. It's critical. But again, nobody knows how to talk about this. Nobody's parents talked to them about this. You know, it was Well, just, that's what's
3: cool about that book is, yeah. is it allows them to be able to... Um, Open the door and create that conversation piece for them as they're growing up. And, and it's not something that's taboo that they can't talk about. Yes. Talk about it. And so it allows them to be able to have someone that they can talk to.
2: Yes, exactly. Exactly. You so start as they get older
3: that. and they really start getting into more detail, that door is already open mm-hmm. so that the kid or the child can come to the parent and be like, hey, wh- what is this? Or, or yes. Can you explain this to me?
2: Yes, and that's what I tell parents all the time. It's like they say, when do I talk to my kids about this? And I say, all the time, mm, all yeah. the time. You want just little bits of conversation all the time. Whenever you see something, hear something, you ask them about what they've seen or heard, and you just want to pull that in, make it this conversation that you can have in the car or at the dinner table or at... Um, Working in the garden or anywhere that you are so that they're comfortable having these conversations with you and it's not a big deal. It's not something that, you know, we all sit down in our church clothes one one time. A and, year or yes, ever. or ever, <laughs> ever, yeah. really. And we're going to have this really uncomfortable conversation and then it's over and we never have to talk about it again. Well you know, what you're putting out as a parent is exactly what they're going to pick up on. And if you're uncomfortable and you are, you know, struggling and then they pick up on that and they're like, we are never having this conversation again. I'm never bringing anything up.
0: Right, right. My parents are not a safe place.
2: Yes, yes. And that's one of the things that's so great about this book is it is so, so gentle and... My, like, for example, I have you know, parents that, my gosh, this is my kid's favorite book. They love it because it talks about how amazing their bodies are and how they can do so many really cool things, Mm -hmm. and then it builds from there on how they can treat um, themselves and other people and how they deserve respect. And other people deserve respect. Yeah. And so, it builds these, you know, really fabulous principles, which are at the basis of healthy sexuality. And it teaches them those things as they're just reading this little book with these cute pictures of these kids doing these fun things. Which, by the way, I just have to say, I absolutely love the illustrations. They are... Shout Brockbank. Shout out. Yes. She's amazing and she was actually in high school when she did it. Oh wow. Yeah. That's cool. pretty awesome. So,
0: so I'm going to ask you like a, a a looming question in my mind at least. <laughs> um so I feel like I've done some good things like with my mm-hmm. kids. So, you know, like my daughter for example when she was very early, right potty training, we were at like so boys don't take you to the bathroom and and if they do you tell mom and dad. Mm-hmm. And so we do it so in a safe where It's like, can grandpa take you to the bathroom? No. Like, can, you know, whatever. And so it's like, so we kind of know, right? So if there was some uncle that was going to molest my daughter, like she would hopefully have said something about it. And it would, you know, so mm-hmm. kind of trying to start to create some safety. But then what I thought to myself is I'm like, so like, I've got a lot of shame around sexuality. And lucky for me, I started recovering my kids were a very young age. Mm -hmm. So hopefully by the time that they're more formidable years, both me and my wife are in a healthier place. Mm -hmm. Um, But I just had the thought come to me, like, if I'm ashamed about it, are my kids just stuck with that? Like, is my level of shame around sexuality and the topic of talking about sex, like, unless I deal with that, are my kid's just kind of doomed to inherit where I am? Like, is that the barometer of whether there's healthy conversation or not? Or even as a parent, like, cause I'm thinking of like, what about the couple that, you know, maybe the, the dad is struggling with pornography addiction. So he's not really going to talk about it. And so the couple's carrying shame, right? The spouse mm-hmm. has been given shame by him. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now she's trying to maybe talk to the kids about sex or they're trying to have the conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, are they just doomed because they're caring enough shame about sexuality, the kids just inherit that? Or through, you know, using this book and some other stuff, can they bridge that gap? Or
2: So I I always think that working on your personal shame is a good idea. But I think as you're doing these things and you are, you know, planning ahead and talking it through and working through how I want to talk about this, um, you can... Yes, bridge that gap and you can get to a place where your kids feel comfortable talking about it um, as much as you are. I mean, it's what you're it's what you're putting out in terms of your energy in your discussions with them. And even if you're feeling uncomfortable or you're not quite sure and you just, you know, you're still kind of walking that line and figuring out what to say or how to say it being open with them about it is going to work wonders.
0: So what would that look like?
2: So sometimes I don't. So if I was going to say this as as a person, mm-hmm. um, as a parent talking to a child, like sometimes I don't feel like I know all the answers. Or sometimes I'm not quite sure how to say this in a very comfortable way. And sometimes that might feel a little awkward, but I really want to work with it on with you on that. And just so you know, like you can come talk to me, and I really do want to answer your questions. Or if they bring something up and you just are kind of like a deer in the headlights, a really good good way always to talk with your children is just to say. That is such a good question. I really want to answer that in a really good way, but I think I'm going to need to think about that for a little while. Can we talk about it and then set a time? Can we talk about it um, at dinner tonight or tomorrow morning or when I'm tucking you in bed? And then absolutely follow through with them on that. But it gives you a little bit of space to breathe Get your thoughts together.
3: Yes. And so get you're your not saying the wrong things or getting that you're putting your shame into whatever yes. you're talking about.
2: Yes.
0: So you've that you've given us a great example of like, here's the principles of how you have the dialogue. Right. I think the next big question is like age appropriate. Where's age appropriate? You said a little bit earlier that you're like, depends on how the child is. And mm-hmm. oh, we know this, right? Yeah. Like, not all five-year-olds are thinking or seeing the world the same way. Neither are all 15-year-olds or 18-year-olds, right? Yes. Like, there's individual. So, we're not, like, holding you to this. Like, this is gospel. <laughs> at age 12, you say this. At age 14, you say that. But are there some, some kind of basic tenets or guidelines that you could give us, like, hey, at this age? Because, like, I'm thinking in my mind, like, if my kid is X old and I haven't talked about porn yet, like... You're in trouble. It's over. Yeah, I should be in trouble. Right. No, but like, (laughs) like, so where maybe some of those lines, like if I'm raising children right now thinking, how do I do this? Like, what are some guidelines? Like, you know, by this age, you should talk about this. By this age, you should talk about that.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So there's different categories. Again, each child's going to be different. So Mm. you're going to look. There's some gray area. There is definitely some gray area. For example, one of my daughters is high functioning autistic. So is a completely different ball ball of wax. Even Mm. I talk to parents and they have twins. And one of them is just a lot more curious and um, interested and the other one's really not. And so they're like, it's a little weird, but it's different. They're getting different information because of where they're, where they are with things. So, uh, from birth to age two, you're talking about understanding and accepting, uh, their gender or learning about gender, developing close and loving relationships, reacting, um, as a parent reacting properly to children's discovery of their bodies. From ages three to five, you're wanting to talk about modesty, privacy, respect for others. You start those conversations. You want to start at the most uh, basic level with children. So, so that would be like, um, if someone says, don't
0: touch me, respect that.
2: Right. Right. Um, so and g- give me a hug
0: i don't want to and it's like you don't have to hug somebody
2: yes yes you get to choose who touches you and other people get to choose as well so it's yeah. it's a healthy body principle it's a lot of the healthy sexuality principles are healthy body principles
1: right yeah. and healthy boundaries mm-hmm. even exactly
2: right exactly because yeah. right.
3: exactly. we used to with all my kids i'm like you need to go and give grandma and grandpa a hug.
2: Yes. You
3: can't leave until you give them a hug. And then I didn't realize until later that I'm like, oh, I'm not giving them the opportunity to choose who they hug or not.
2: Yes. They're learning. Yes, exactly. Someone else tells me what I do with my body. Someone else tells Mm -hmm. me. And if you're not comfortable, if someone else, especially an authority figure says that that's what should happen, that's just what happens anyway even if you're not comfortable. And yeah, it's an unhealthy message, but everyone, you know, that's how it what was for just about everyone, right? We just we weren't taught that. And so the pattern comes down and we're all figuring it out. So, yes. Also, if they're asking, if they start asking questions at that age, what you want to do is to start at the really, really basic information. They don't have oftentimes a large attention span for these kinds of things. So, for example, when my oldest was three, he came up to me when I was pregnant with my second or third, I don't remember what what my ages and my kids are. Um, And he just, he said, well, mom, how does the baby come out? And I kind of stopped for a second, you know, it's still kind of like, okay, wait, how, how am I going to, what information am I going to give him? And I just said, um, well, babies are born through a process called birth. Like that's where I started. And I took a breath to keep going. And he was like, okay. And he just ran off because that's all he wanted to know is what it was called. And I'm sitting here thinking, okay, I've got to plan out this whole talk thing and go through all the details. Pictures and, and, yeah, yeah. Right. But he just wanted to know what it was called. And so starting just very simply with very yeah. basic information is helpful. And that's that's always a good idea. It's always good to start start that way and see what is it that you really want. I don't need to fire hose my child it's like oh, it's time and you know open the fire hose and they're just you know gonna drown in all the information that they didn't want they just yeah. wanted to know basics yeah. yeah so even my my sister was at my house today and my 11 year old was talking with her about why she was doing a uh, And she's like well it's just always a good idea to be able to protect yourself. And she said, Well, why? And so she said, Well, there's some people that aren't good in the world. And she said, Oh, like people who want to like have sex with you? She's like, Yes. And so they had she said, Well, what is that called when someone does that and you didn't ask permission? And she's like, Well, it's called rape. And she said, Well, what happens? What's it called when when someone like tries takes you away, like steals you or kidnaps you and does that? And she said, well, that's, uh, well, and she's trying to figure out exactly where she was going with that. And and then my daughter, because we've had conversations about that. She's like, oh, that's called human trafficking. And my sister's like, yes, it is. You know, so she gave her some and she's like, OK. So and my sister was great. She just said, hey, if there's any extra information you want about that, go have a chat with your mom. And then when I came into the room. She's like, hey, let me tell you what we talked about. And this is what happened. And so it's just great. You just give basic information. And she was able to walk her through. She said, I could tell she's getting a little nervous about that. That you know could feel like a scary topic, like mm-hmm. someone taking you away. Mm-hmm. And so she said, she said, I just talked with her about like, most people aren't like that. You know, it's not really something you need to be too concerned about. Most people aren't like that. It's just a good idea to be prepared. And so, and she was like, okay. And then she was totally fine. So starting with just basic information, you know, she didn't go into tons of really detailed stuff. And that's, she just wanted to know, okay, what is this called? And how do I, you know, how do I process that from where I'm at?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: So I think we were at. Three to five. Yep. <laughs> okay. So around ages six to 10 is when you're going to start talking about um, how physically gender differences are complementary. You're going to start talking about intimate relationships and how those differ from other kinds of relationships. And then mm. you're going to talk about... Um, how other people talk about intimacy versus your own values around intimacy. Um, I love introducing topics of sexuality um, with the the little caveat, like, hey, guess what? We're going to talk about some cool stuff. And a lot of other people don't even know some of the things that we're going to talk about because we're talking about healthy sexuality and the messages that they're going to get out there are so unhealthy, right? Correct. All over the place, right? You just, you can't hardly, you know, go anywhere without running into that. And so we talk about how you're going to know stuff that other people aren't going to know or aren't going to understand. And so when you see things, come and tell me, And then you talk with them about unhealthy messages that they're going to see. And then it's like, okay, when you notice these, come tell me about it. And then it's this cool thing that they have with you. Like, oh, I know something cool. And I know that this isn't healthy and this is the healthy version of that. And or trust because yes. when it happens
0: on the playground some kids like dude check out this porn and they're mm-hmm. eight right average Joseph of exposure six to eleven depending on which stat you want to listen to mm-hmm. and at eight and they've already had that conversation with bomb mom sherry then right then they're going to be like oh my mom told me this was going to happen yes so now they have a place to put it where when there's no yes. conversation it's like oh i don't know the cool kids say it's cool
2: yeah. My parents
0: are lame and not safe about this topic. Ah. Uh, yes. That makes so much sense to me.
2: And then they come back to you and they're like, guess what happened? Because you've already set that up. Like, come tell yeah. me. And we can talk about how you what you recognize that was unhealthy. So then they're like, Oh, I'm so cool. I know that this is unhealthy. And they want to come and talk to you about it. And then you're getting the information. You know what your kid's being exposed to. You know what's going on. And then you can walk them through that. You did. You totally noticed that. And so what did you feel around that? Did it feel interesting or uncomfortable? or like? And then you can walk them through what they're feeling in their body when they were experiencing that. Mm-hmm. And then you're helping them learn to get in touch with their feelings and get in touch with what's going on for themselves instead of shutting things off or brushing it under their rug. Like, Oh, that's bad. I'm not supposed to, you know, just stick it on the rug and not talk about it. But that's important. Like, because, you know, they're going to have experiences where they're going to feel arousal. Mm -hmm. And that's an important conversation in and of itself. And that's, you know, something we will get to in a second when we get down our list a little further. Mm -hmm. Is talking about that arousal space and how you talk to kids about what that is. Because that's not bad. That's really good, right? right? And we don't want kids to, I mean, I f- feel like in sort of a, a Christian space, we've got like the don't and then there's something Arousal, else. <laughs> Arousal bad. <laughs> yes. yes. So, yeah. all that goes in the don't category, but we don't talk about it. And we just kind of shove it under the rug and we just, mm, you know, and then suddenly you're going to get married or you're going to have this really committed relationship but that was bad. Yeah. And it's just yeah. kind of a mess.
0: I mean, that's we've heard that story so many times on the right. podcast of, yes. of people relating to that way, right? Or, or clients now and people, it's like how they were worrying around that. And it was like, if you feel aroused bad, if you like sex bad, that was the mess. Even if it wasn't spoken in words, yes. that was the message.
2: Yes. Yeah. So
3: I have a question for you.
2: So mm-hmm. you're having
3: all these, these conversations with your kids. Yeah. And it's obviously you're talking about important information and something that my wife and I have done I know Autumn said it numerous times and I would always back her up and she's like and this is important information that you should not talk to your friends about Mm -hmm. so I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing or if it's like it's just what Chris uh, and Autumn did he wants to know now like, did did we do it totally right? Did we totally, up totally mess and, up
2: everything? <laughs> I mean, they're, they're
3: older now, but the, and it's <laughs> too late <laughs> yeah. now. It's that. all over. But maybe future children. But yeah. it's like, Are we creating that shame that, hey, they have this information, but hey, don't talk about this to anybody else.
2: So, there's a couple of camps around that. Um, some people are just don't really want their kids running around saying names of body parts and screen, you know, and and being that kid that talks about but i don't think they're all talking about it yeah i don't think that that's a bad thing to be the one that's coming with forward with the healthy messages um i think that's sort of a a, more of a a christian-based idea that okay we're gonna tell you this stuff but don't necessarily talk about it so I, i think it's pretty widespread um I think it's great when my 14-year-old can talk to his friends about it and is just like, oh, no, this and that. And he he loves his, uh, um, I have a Porn Kills Love t-shirt um, that I Fight got from Fight drug. the New Drug. Yeah. Yep. I t- hey, actually, We all need one of those, too. I, yeah, I need to get a new one because I just You're get assuming to that some
0: of us don't already have one, Chris. <laughs> I don't have one.
3: And we need
2: you Unashamed and Unafraid missing... t-shirts as well. hey, hey. Hook me up with one of those when you get those coming out. But um, he loves that. He's like, Mom, that is so true. And he's willing to talk with, he's like, I think my friends know that you're a therapist because they always are coming to me with these questions. But then he's coming to me for more. And we're having, so we're having end up having more conversations because he's like, okay, so how do I say this? Or, you know, how do I bring that up? So... If you'd done that before, I would I wouldn't you know shame you for it, but um, I think you blew it, Chris. <laughs> I don't necessarily. <laughs> Crap, I knew it. <laughs> I think it's I think it's a good thing that we have kids that are educated and are willing to say what's what's truth and what's healthy and all of those things and can stand up for that.
3: I will I will say the good thing that came out about it is having those conversations with our kids later as they got older they actually had their friends starting talking to them and they're like you know what you should talk to my parents yes and so their their friends have come and talked to us like her friend was engaged and she had questions Mm -hmm. and so we were like sure and and then her boyfriend had a whole bunch of stuff with uh, with addiction and stuff and Uh she's like what do i do Yes. So just having that open conversation has allowed them and their friends to be able to know, hey, they can come and talk to us as well. So it's been really cool. Yes. In an open format, not some weird, creepy way.
0: Yeah. (laughs) and
2: And
0: I feel like. That's
3: good. I feel like, sure, you're being like super
0: nice and respectful of everyone, which is a great way to be. And you're a good example to me. I'm just like a little Uh bit jaded. (laughs) Um, Well, so we just did this documentary, Our Kids Online. It just came out. Mm -hmm. This couple from New Zealand. And like, You've gotta say you've gotta have like something pretty messed up or pretty out there to shock me at this point and the number of stories I've heard and depth of sexually acting out. Like you gotta have a real obscure doozy to surprise me. Right. And so I I obviously watched this documentary. Mm -hmm. I like featured in it. and I'm like, well let's see how it went, you know? And and I remember talking to Kayla after and I'm like, I don't know that you should watch that. And she's like, Well, and I'm like because it was so raw, it was I mean, it was still like appropriate, they weren't like, but it was so raw of the reality of how inundated kids are yes. with pornography, rape, culture. All of a, I mean, so in several yes. parts of the documentary, they are interviewing teenage kids, just asking them basic questions. So like one of the questions they asked from several different kids in different countries was, um, is choking a partner in sex normal? Mm-hmm. and they're all like oh yeah totally and i'm just like dude i can't even so i just have yes. to be honest and, and as we're hearing unashamed land like if you think your kids aren't talking about this like you were 20 years ago right like you're 20 years ago 20 right. years ago they were talking about it mm-hmm. so if you're just arriving on if i don't talk to my kids
2: someone else will
0: you are 20 years behind if yes. that's where you are right now
2: absolutely absolutely yes kids are talking about it they're sexting they're sending stuff they're you know i mean you there's really predators
0: can't. in all of that space mm-hmm. any app that your kid is getting on they're predators yeah so it's yeah i mean it's so uh it's it's so big so yeah if you're worried about it being too honest or too real they're they are getting hit with that
2: yes yeah they're getting proactively exposed, exposed. yeah yeah yeah, I I will tell parents. I said they're getting messages every single day about about sexuality. You know, if you're not combating that, or like, the world is talking to them about about sex every single day. Are you? Mm, that's it right there. See,
3: even me even me being in this world, this addiction, sexual addiction world.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I was sitting there, and my daughter had a whole bunch of her girlfriends over there, um, they're all of our cheer friends over and they were sitting there talking about how they were, um, this kid was asking for, um, nude pics mm-hmm. and I'm like, what? Yes. And she's like, Oh, I'm all, does that happen a lot? And they're like, Oh, like every day Like all the time. I'm like, are you serious? Yeah. So then that created conversations that I could have with my daughter and my boys about that particular thing and and how important it is not to be sending that kind of stuff. And then, I mean, it just still allowed us to be able to have that conversation because we had been already having open conversations about all this before.
2: Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's a crazy world we live in. Hmm. It really, really is. And that is, that's a very common, very common ask in high school and even junior high. Very, very common. So, but I
0: want all the good information. So I was bad. I interrupted you to be like, it's bad. (laughs) And if you don't know that, wake up. But so we want the rest of the good stuff. You're dropping some serious knowledge on us. Okay. Okay.
2: Yeah. Well, you have to stop and jump in because I'll just go and go. Please do. I think I think we were talking about age six to ten. Yeah, six to ten.
1: That's where we left that's where we were talking. I wanna know what happens at eleven. Yeah.
2: So well, just with six to ten, that's around the space where you're gonna talk about like, you know, the air quotes again, the talk, right? Which shouldn't be a talk, right? Should be lots of conversations, but Mm. the the information that we generally think of as as you know, you giving in that kind of a, a scenario. So, it was
1: at that age, we showed our kids the documentary called The Miracle of Birth. And it and oh, it, yes. it's a cool documentary. It just mm-hmm. kind of shows from the very beginning the egg and the whole thing. And, uh-huh. and that was, so for our two youngest kids, that's when we showed them that.
2: Yes. And then
1: from there, it was interesting. One daughter had a lot of questions. The other daughter was like, oh, that was awesome.
2: Yes. And that was it. You yes, know. every kid is so different.
1: This is like the confessions of how the
0: unashamed team has talked to their kids about <laughs> we bringing our sins to
2: Sherry's room. Sherry, this no, is
3: what is we great. did. <laughs> did we yeah. do this right? Is this right? Is this this wrong? Is this right? Yep. Did we do it wrong?
0: That so, was totally yeah,
1: My older great. two didn't get this. And so, you know, I mean, good and, luck. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea how they're going to turn out, but <laughs> they're 18 and 20 now. We'll see.
2: They'll do great. They'll do great. That's, you know, we're all we're all figuring this out. But yeah, that's a great place. I really like talking to kids about because bodies are so amazing. And, you know, we talk about that in the book, um, but it's true. And if you can get as excited about that, you know, the miracle of life is really amazing. And so when you talk with them about, even as you're going talking about maturation and you're talking about all those different kinds of things, framing it in terms of values, in terms of how amazing their bodies are is always just it's going to bring that appreciation for themselves and that really, really healthy, healthy space
1: so they're going to appreciate their body rather than Mm -hmm. feel ashamed of their body. yes it's
2: like oh my body can do that you know well this is this is
0: killer information because as an adult i feel like i'm in the place now like talking to adult clients or people i can be like god is love sex sex is super good Mm -hmm. like positive he gave us these bodies we've all just been doing it really wrong Yes. Like there's a really great way to do this, yes. but then I'm and so I'm like that is how the conversation should be with kids. Like this should be a total positive. Yeah. Like, it shouldn't be the shame negative thing, and I feel like you're like giving us the how.
2: Yes. Yeah. Which and I
0: personally greatly appreciate. I hope everyone else listening does. <laughs> but for me, this is awesome.
2: Yeah. And going into your your value system around that. And, you know, this is a wonderful, amazing thing. And I mean, you know, when you're talking with adult clients and, you know, we have a lot of uh, shame on the addict side, but a lot of shame on the spouse side too, because a lot, especially, you know, women are taught in our culture that you're not allowed to feel sexual. You're not allowed to have any of those feelings. And I just look at them and I say, your body, like female body has an organ that is specifically designed for sexual pleasure and nothing else. It has to be there for a reason, right? God didn't just like, oh, we'll just, you know, throw some random things. Like it is there for a reason. You are you are designed by God to have pleasure sexually and enjoy that relationship and build that relationship.
3: Mic drop. How de-shaming is that? Just to, to understand <laughs> right? that piece right there. Yeah. You were designed that way. Yes. By yes. God. Yeah. Who you think if you have just even arousal that it's bad and you're a yes. horrible person because you have arousal. Mm-hmm. And yet if you know and understand that piece, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. So arousal, cause I just like,
0: I want all the answers. So arousal, <laughs> it you start talking at age 11? That's when you start. So, cause you hinted yes. at it. And so now I've just yes. been the curiosity has yes. been killing me.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. We're just going to jump. Okay. So let me get through my little categories and then we can talk, talk details. Okay. So we're going to jump back to ages 10 through 15. And in that, in that age group, you're going to talk about body processes being good and normal that. So this is the age where hormones are starting to go and all of that. And so it's also a good idea to talk about things like that attraction and physical attraction is not the sole purpose of our lives. Right? So, Because you get really caught up at that, right? At that age. Especially at that age. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I just, I think, okay, so I just have to just jump for a minute to like the Twilight books. Like, oh my goodness, right? That's all about a teenage girl being so obsessed with attraction in someone else that she is willing to give up. Literally, her entire life, her family, her everything. You know, it's just Crap. those are the I just let messages. my daughter read
1: those. She's 14.
2: <laughs> great, you have such a wonderful opportunity now <laughs> to have those conversations with her. Okay, great. See, you can't hey. do this wrong. Like, these are you know, hey, I, I read all of them. Um,
0: <laughs> you know how you read all those? <laughs> we did, it's completely wrong. Yes, um, right? We the, just way read that, with the, the way that Sherry, the way
1: that. This book's for little kids, but you're, uh, we the, we have to read it because we miss some stuff. The way that Bella felt about these boys—that's not the whole purpose of life. Yes, yeah,
2: that it's. They're going to run into this stuff all the time. Yeah. Like, you're not going to be able to protect them from everything. And that's not your job. Your job is to be the support that they can come to, the person that they can talk to, to process all the things that they're running into, not to save them from every tiny little thing. If you're still protecting
0: your kids, 20 years ago called it once it's gospel. Right. Right. That goes back to that. Like, they will be exposed. It will happen.
2: Yeah. Can I quote Finding Nemo? Yes. Right. Like. If you say, you know, if, if nothing's ever going to happen, I am not even be able to quote it right. Like, nothing, what Dory tells him, like, I told him I, you know, nothing would ever happen to him. And she's like, if nothing ever happens to them, then nothing's ever going to happen to him, right? Totally yeah. not quoting that, right? But that you can't, you just can't, unless yeah. you're going to just stick him in your house and in the corner and not ever let him do anything ever, yep. right? Yep. So. It's great. Now you have this awesome opportunity. Great. Yeah. I'm
1: going to
0: go talk to her.
2: Yeah. Susan's
0: great. You blew it and now it can. Yep.
2: That's always the way it is, right? <laughs> you just turn it around and we and and we keep, We
0: keep joking about it. And I'm joking with these guys because, and everyone's probably like, you guys are shamed. I'm like, we're not. But <laughs> but I feel like as parents, this is the conversation we need to have because you're not yes. going to do it perfect. No. And if you're approaching it that you're too ashamed to talk about how you have shame around this and you might have done it wrong, if you're hiding on that, you're not going to get to where you need to be.
2: And here's the great thing. You just be open with your kids about that too. Yeah. Like, I, man, I just feel like I totally blew it yesterday when we were talking about this.
1: Yeah. Da, da, okay da, da, da. that's why i like the okay so i blew about. it and now i can go back to her and say tell me the conversation i need to have now with okay her. Okay.
2: <laughs> okay so read your so scriptures we...
1: every day and don't ever talk about <laughs> sex again <laughs> <laughs> and then when you're married it all just work out
2: and all just works out it's all fine and, and everything will be beautiful and rainbows so
1: because you were touching on it it's like okay tell them that this isn't the all end all of their yes, existence right yes
2: so, so, and, and I can tell you this because I've read all those books. Okay. Right. So <laughs> <there you> go. <laughs> but, you know, the the concept of that story is again, she is so enamored with um with this guy who turns out to be a vampire that she's willing to really just give over everything. Mm-hmm. Like she's willing to leave her family, she's willing to die and then become immortal and live this whole other life with him. And so I don't know if you had a conversation about the books beforehand or whatever. You're just like, oh, cool, reading the books. And then you just say, hey, you know, I've learned a little bit about what, you know, what happens in those books. And how do you think that uh, that Bella is, you know, with this guy? Do you think that her doing everything for him and everything is about him and her whole life will be destroyed if she's not with him do you think that that is healthy and just get her her input on it? Or you know, how are you don't even have to give her that much detail. Like, how do you see their relationship? And then just, you know, you can kind of pull out some little pieces like mm-hmm. um, you know, I've seen the movies or I you know, read the books and it seems like this is happening. It seems like she's n- really putting her entire life around this one person. Mhm. Is that do you think that is a healthy space to be in? And I, I don't want to like disparage those, right. you know, books. No, or whatever, but the point right? is, is it's but,
1: like then my daughter's like, Well, isn't that what like it's gonna be like when we get married someday? You
2: and then know? you can have these fabulous conversations about being a whole person. Right. Right. My one of my favorite people, uh Soraya Hoffman, she's a yoga therapist at um at Addo. And she calls it being a whole pizza where you're a whole person in and of yourselves. You're not, you're not constantly handing out pieces of your pizza to people to get them to like you and to get them to be in your life. And like, Oh, I, I'm not whole. So I need pieces of your pizza. Right. It's this concept of being grounded and centered in yourself where, which we don't talk about. I, I run through, this is part of my betrayal trauma healing course Mm -hmm as I go into a lot of detail with, with women about this is you, you need to rediscover how to be you in a whole place. Um, if you're out there trying to get other people to do things or work with them to, you know, try to walk on eggshells or whatever, so that they'll like you and they want to be with you and all of that. It's, um, that's not a healthy place to be. The place to be is in that grounded, very centered place where you are a whole person and you don't need anyone else.
1: Sherry, we could do like but, a whole nother episode on right? just this right I here. I know. I know. This, so, I, I no, go into
2: it, a no, lot of detail a whole, about this. That that no, is, that's a that's whole, super
1: huge. because like, Yes. The world is full of people that feel like they're not their whole pizza. I want you, I need pizza, you, oh right? baby,
2: oh baby. yeah, Right? I can't live without you. I can't live with or with. I mean, we can just go on and on yeah. with the quotes. And so, well, the concepts...
0: I, have, I think, think of a specific story I had with a teenage girl, 17, mm-hmm. in my neighborhood. And, and she's over there talking to my wife, or whatever. And so, everyone's all concerned. She has this college boyfriend, mm-hmm. right? Which I'm like, with everyone else, I'm like okay because yeah. this dude's for real right yeah and so i'm sitting with her and i'm like is this real just this relationship kind of talk thing like is this real and she's like yeah and i'm like so tell me about physical intimacy i'm like that's going on you know your parents are talking about it. everyone's concerned you're gonna cross lines or whatever so I just name it and she's like yeah and i said so it'd be interesting how much he cares about you if you took that off the table mm-hmm. so what if you just said to him like Making out, the cutting, holding hands, like, I just want to tone this all back for just, like, a couple of weeks. Yeah. Still want a relationship with you. I want yes. to hang out with whatever I said. What would happen? And she's like, oh, I think for sure you'd break up with me. Yep. And so I'm just like, I hope that you're seeing this.
2: Yes. <laughs>
0: like, yes. That, like, to your point, that it's it's, like... It's yes. part of that. But when we have all these experiences with media and all. it's the Educate and Empower Kids uh, lady. Mm-hmm. I forgot her name. I heard her speak. She Christina. talks about the, Christine about deconstructing the images. And mm-hmm. she's like, whether it's Twilight or a movie or whatever, you have an opportunity yes. to be like, is this, does that seem real? Yeah. Like, are they so trying to sell me. me something? Like, uh-huh. what does
2: this look like? Is that, uh-huh. is that what you're saying? Am I understanding it? Absolutely. Absolutely. You want to take every single one of those opportunities you can. And, you know, even like I remember when I was little, we would be watching, you know, just watching TV and every like the commercials would come on. My mom would be like, what are they what are they trying to tell you here? What are they trying to tell you here? And, you know, we'd roll our eyes and be like, mom, I guess OK, if you drink beer, you'll be super popular and all the girls will like you, you know, and we'd roll our eyes. But we could tell you what the messages were and, you know, she would talk to us about it. And so, yes, deconstructing that. And one of the biggest um, things that we don't understand. So now you're saying we can go into a whole other episode just on this. So I
1: think I need that episode for myself. Yep.
2: So. (laughs) All right. We'll do another one.
1: I just, I get to co-host that one, Chris. We've
0: confessed. We've confessed our (laughs) sins to Sherry. We're ready to repent. It's coming in. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, so so we can't keep you for fifteen hours, so no. we'll keep okay. it down to like one ish. Okay, okay.
2: Um, so we had a question. What was the question about?
1: Oh, so that yeah,
2: mm, talking. I think Does, it was your question about. So anyway, wait, after what, that, you're going to get did, into more
0: after fifteen. So you're, you're just have to getting into that. more
2: details. Just more more details. Um, you're, you know, you're going to be talking about current events and you know all of those different kinds of things, and um, just a lot more detail about topics that they're interested in and that are going on in the media and all of those different kinds of things. Yeah. So, but just now building. my kids
0: are out of the house because there's a question that I have oh, ha- yeah. had come up. Yeah. Um. So, uh, I was having this conversation with Kayla, my mm-hmm. wife, and I'm like, oh, we will totally talk to our adult kids about sex. Uh huh. And, and she's like, that is so weird if my parents would have talked to me about sex. <laughs> and I'm like, well, so here's one for you between the eyes. Okay. Kayla. I was like, <laughs> so we got married under pretense that I had never had a sexual relationship with anyone. Yeah. Which was super not true. Yeah. So there were, and I won't get all into the details for sake of not being graphic, mm-hmm. but there were some keys that had my wife had more sexual education and. It would have been 100% obvious that I'd had sexual relationships with someone else. Yeah. And had she had that education and a support system where she could have talked about that, Mm -hmm. she could have there on our honeymoon in the early moments been like, hey, bud, I don't have the whole story, so you want to give it to me or what? And that could have saved her a lot of pain, yes. a lot of heartache, right? I mm-hmm. could have started recovery several years sooner, right? And so oh, tell me about, her. tell me about, no, 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 <laughs> no. Cheesy. I'm just saying, yes. I'm just saying that was an example as we were talking about it. She's like, we shouldn't talk to adult kids. And I'm like, yeah. if you were an adult kid who got talked to, your life could have been different. Yeah. Like it could have helped you so much. Mm-hmm. And so
2: I so the, do we the talk to cav- adult kids? Yes, I would say the one caveat is you want to talk to them about things in general and not things in specific right mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. i get that a lot Like people are like oh my parents said that and now i know exactly what's going on in their sex life because of the right like, or the way they the, were talking the over about it. like right. yes. the overshare the yeah. overshare and just instead of more general information right not this is what we're doing
0: right right and as adults children you got to respect the boundaries right they're like they're For adults
2: sure. yeah you know, yeah so. again it goes back to that healthy person like right I am totally open to whatever you would like to talk about. And, you know, if you don't want to, that's totally fine too. You do what you need to do, right? Because they're now they're adults and they get to make those decisions.
0: Totally. Chris, ask
3: our burning question. How do we talk to our kids about our own addiction?
2: Oh, that's a
3: good question. We get that I know all how the time. I did it but I don't know I mean, and, and we, we do have more sins to confess
0: to you <laughs> and, and we we'd do, like to know the right way now. We definitely
3: get that uh, Autumn and I get that question a lot especially when we come and speak at like lifestyle events or, or different d- events some there's so whatever, many yeah, yeah so many people ask that question how do we talk to our kids about our addiction? when do we share it with them? What is the best way to do that?
2: I think again there's a couple camps you know, in that, in that area. Totally. Age appropriateness. Um, Age appropriateness. And um, just give us the truth, Sherry. (laughs) No, I was just going to say, if you're, if you're not in a very good place with things, it can make things messy. So, but if you're working and you're, you know, you're working together as a couple, you're working, you know, through things uh, individually, both of you, then it can be a really, really, Healthy thing, right?
0: Well, you should never use the kids, right? right. Which I think is what you're alluding to. I should mm-hmm. never confide in my kid and say, Here, child, hold my marriage problems. Right. That is always right. a big no. Yes. So I don't go yes. to my kid and go, Hey, I'm sleeping in the basement because of this, this, and this. This is where me and your mom are at. And so right. if I put my kid in our marriage, if I have them be my therapist, my support. I'm like in way big boundary fails. Parent right? doesn't matter how. So old they I are. just want to asterisk, yeah, wherever <laughs> yes. we're, like at no age is that appropriate. Like your yes. kid is not responsible to even have a semblance of holding your problems. Yes. they are not your support
2: system. Yeah. So yes, motive for talking about it, but you know it can be really healthy to be able to talk, and um, even if you say you aren't an addict you know, and you're just kind of going through, or, you know, maybe this is the spouse talking about, you've, everybody's been exposed. So, one of the things I like to do in, you know, Christian circles is I'll talk about, like, you know, you can talk about King David, you know, he's a king, and he got exposed to stuff inadvertently, and then it was what he chose to do with that. And, you know, to talk, and that's really helpful when you're talking with them about, um, being exposed and the difference between exposure and the choice that you make in that next second and that getting exposed is never something that you did wrong mm-hmm. right and then the choice that you made can lead you down some different paths over there right after and so but but king david got exposed you you look at joseph of egypt like you know these are uh, you know you're looking at prophets you're looking at kings um everybody gets exposed to things and so that's a really good way to say like hey you know this is my experience whatever your experience is Mm -hmm. this has been my experience Like, oh, yeah, last week I pulled something up and oh my goodness, this whole thing popped up and I didn't even know Mm -hmm. or whatever. And this is what I chose to do about it. You know, And you can go through that. Now, if you have been in a place of addiction, you don't want to go into a ton of details about what you did about it that wasn't healthy, right? But you can say... Here's how I
0: chose to numb out and maladaptively cope with my problems, child.
2: (laughs) In great detail. No, you want... Vomit. Yes, but you do... You can say, I've been there. And I've made poor choices before. And this... And I am making different choices now and i'm so much happier now again it's like going back to the making mistake we just you can use those and that can be so helpful to them to know oh my gosh it's not just me like i just got inadvertently exposed or i made a mistake and i you know Mm -hmm. pulled stuff up on purpose or whatever it is that you know my 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 parents or my ecclesiastical leaders or whoever is in my life that, you know, kids will look at and they're like, my parents never do anything bad, right? Mm -hmm. That you Mm -hmm. can say, this stuff has happened to me too. Yeah. Or even if you haven't ever actually engaged with anything intentionally, you've still been exposed, guarantee it. For sure. And you can use that to help your kids. Yeah.
0: So Sherry, a wealth of knowledge. <laughs> um, and we've been joking this whole time, like we need more, we need more, we do. But mm-hmm. uh, being honest, like we do need more, right? That's to be honest, that's the, probably the largest message I'm getting from us sitting here. Is I'm like, and I'm someone who thinks I'm in the know. And as you've gone through everything, I'm like, I, I gotta learn a lot of stuff still. Yeah, and, and yeah. I've gotta grow. And so I think to your point, this isn't one conversation we have with our kids. I'm probably not gonna learn how to talk to my kids about sex in a single
2: sitting. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: um, We appreciate you sharing so much Mm -hmm. information. um, Absolutely. So fast. And um, so just want to plug again um, your book, Mm -hmm. right? So, My Body is a Gift from God on Amazon. I can get it now.
2: You can. And
0: we know a little secret.
2: Yes, I did share a little secret
0: that there might be some other things coming down the barrel.
2: Yes, yep. I'm working on a book for parents who have children starting around eight. And so this this first book here is for parents to read with their children. It's like a little kid's storybook mm-hmm. and you can't mm-hmm. see a picture of it, but that's how that is designed so that you're in this quiet, comfortable space with mm-hmm. your children mm-hmm. that's a very peaceful space. And then you're learning about these cool things. So they associate that feeling with this topic. Mm-hmm. And then as they as they grow, the second book is for parents. And then it'll go and have chapters around, okay, how do I talk about maturation? How do I talk about pornography? How do I talk about sex? And all of those different kinds of things. Usually when I go and talk to people and present places, people come up after and they're just like, can I just record your voice saying what the things? Because when you say it, it sounds so... Easy. It sounds so doable and And I agree with them. And so we did record your voice saying it. <laughs> did record my voice saying it. <laughs> but that's the thing, is is this isn't a scary topic. It's a really amazing topic. And when we sort of do that reframe, it becomes really cool. Like, you know, we talked about with the miracle of of life and all these, you know, really cool things. So that's coming down. So there will be, you know conversation we'll talk about how to do it and there's also conversations of like okay if i was just to say the exact words like if i could just memorize the right words there'll be those kinds of things in there as well
0: yeah that is awesome so tell us again where do people find you
2: Um, my website is sherryachristiansen.com
0: so all things sherry you can find there Thank you again so much for joining us. Absolutely. Um, if you found this helpful, give us five stars on iTunes. That's how the world judges us. <laughs> um, and so I appreciate, as always, James and Chris for being honest about your experience as parents. I have, you know, young. I'm three and six. My kids at this point in time. So sharing some of right your guys' journey, maybe what you did right, maybe what you did wrong, and just it's a good example of you know we don't have to beat ourselves up on this. We can just keep learning and grow. So yep. Love you guys.
1: Love you, man. Love Great you, to Steve. be here.
0: You know who else I love? Our outsiders. Because they're amazing. And so, outsiders, we love you. Becoming an outsider, you can donate at unashamedandfree.com slash donate. Um, That will get you into the bonus content, a lot of other cool things. And we use that money to fund scholarships, to help people get to therapy, get books, go to retreats, all sorts of cool things. So we invite you to go to the website, follow us on social media at Unashamed Unafraid on Facebook and Instagram. And until you join us again, or we see you in person or reach out, send us an email. If you have an amazing recovery story, anonymous question, let us know and we'll get awesome experts like Sherry to show up and and come and join these. So until we get to be with you again please remain unashamed and unafraid